Welcome to Offstage with Jordan Baylor, where you'll discover the stories behind the movers and shakers in the entertainment and business world. Now here's your host, Jordan Baylor. Welcome to another edition of Offstage. This is Jordan Baylor here, and I love this show. I love it because I get to highlight and showcase people that I truly admire um, and like. This episode, I talked to Jeannie Lee, Houston-based entrepreneur who just goes for it, man, like immediately takes action and thinks second. I admire that ability to get mobile and feel in this age of information, which bleeds into analysis paralysis, the state where you learn too much information and you don't take action. I like I, I love my uncle, right? Let me tell you a story about my uncle. I love my uncle. He's a great guy. But since this quarantine has started and, and, and he lost his job due to COVID, he has come downstairs for like the past month and given me like different business ideas. And all of them are good. Like he had like an idea for like a Shopify site. He wanted to do something with drop shipping. He wanted to do something with like print on demand t-shirts. And he's just coming down. He's just bringing me tons and tons and tons of ideas. And they're all good. But he refuses to take action on anything. So any information I give him is just going to further just stack on it. You know, it's a state where you learn too much information and you don't take action. That's what I like to call analysis paralysis. The state in which you are stuck on decisions, state in which you are looking for the answer. And after reading books, courses and articles, you're more lost than when you were at the beginning. In our conversation, she told me how she went from an idea to a fully launched seminar within 30 days and sold over a hundred tickets that I mean like you had a seminar idea and within 30 days you had a full-on show people talking to the seminar guest and 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 an actual audience I hope you find the tools to look within and push through and, and and find the ingenuity to pull out your wildest dreams because at the end of the day it's you versus you and I hope you win. And without further ado, I bring to you my conversation with Jeannie Lee. Hi, welcome to another episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. I've got on the line a blogger, serial entrepreneur, and Instagram influencer, Jeannie Lee. How are you doing today, Jeannie? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Jordan? I am doing well. So I like to start off every interview and I like to ask, who is Jeannie Lee? Yeah. <laughs> um. Maybe my story about who I am isn't very fascinating, but it's fascinating to myself, I guess. <laughs> 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 the reason why I say this is because like I'm I'm proud of where I came from and how far I've gone, you know, through my stories. And there's been many times where I wanted to give up, and I'm intrigued by just not like where I am today because all those failures and you know all the bumps that I went through, it, it definitely shaped me into who I am today. Yeah, a lot of people don't know how to embrace their failures. Mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. And I think that's definitely something that we should uh, be thankful for and grateful for, for sure. Uh, but I guess we can talk about that later on, too, as well. Um, but <laughs> myself, um, I guess you just want to start from, like, the beginning, like, how I got to Sure, how did you, you start? Like, what do you, you know, how did you get your business lumps or whatever? I mean, how did you get to where you are? Yeah. Um, 
I think a lot of it was feeling like um, there's a part of my life where I think I was like 22 or 23 where I was feeling like I wasn't doing anything with my life. And I definitely wanted to make a change. And um, I, fir- I first started off with the fashion industry. I actually started doing fashion and learning how to do pattern making and turning for a fashion designer here in Houston. Um, and of course, like I would stay up until like 7 a.m. sewing, making dresses. I joined a competition here in Houston out of 500 people here in Houston that made top 10. Um, so I won an award, award for that. And then after that, um, I also got pregnant. It wasn't what I plan on doing or having or anything like that. But when it happened to me, I was like, I just want to do what's right for me because I feel like I would definitely regret it if I don't keep this baby. And I just want to take the responsibility and not blame anybody but myself or, you know, just take care of the things that I got to do. Um, mm. And then so I graduated college afterwards. And after uh, after that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to quit my eight year retail job as a general manager. I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to do this. I just feel like I'm not going anywhere. I feel like I've reached my my points and all the challenges that I've learned. Um, mm-hmm. So I quit my job whatever savings account that I, the saving amount that I have in my savings account. And then I moved to New York. Moved to, uh, wow. That seems <laughs> pretty scary to do. Like, like you just like leave a job and you just go to New York. And yeah. I mean, that seems, it almost seems like you're throwing caution to a wind into the wind, but like in a good way um, yeah. was being, I, I, I guess was becoming a mother or I don't know if you had had your child yet at that point was I guess the thought of becoming a mother, had it just kind of gave you that confidence to be like, you know what, I need to go for the gusto? I think a part of it did. And also like graduating from college too, because you hear so many stories about people like, oh, I can't, I can't find a job. So for me, it was one was, you know, can't find a job. Two, I have a kid. Three, I'm not where I am supposed to be in my life or where I want to be. Um, And then four, there was just something about my atmosphere or my surrounding where when I'm asking questions to be like, when I'm asking questions about, you know, seceding or uh, going for your dreams or something like that, like they weren't really being answered. Mm-hmm. You were kind of getting like a closed minded uh, response. And it just feels like, well, you hear people hustling, like, and grinding real hard over in New York and stuff like that. But here people are just like, oh, you know, we'll come to you or, you know, you don't want to take too many risks. And I'm all like, but it doesn't make any it didn't make any sense to me. You know, it didn't, it didn't stick with me. I'm like, well, there's the reason why people get to where they're at. There's the reason why people are making millions. There's the reason why people leave Houston to go to like either LA or Houston or, you know, New York. And then you hear so many success stories. Um, so even with my case with the kid, I'm like, well, if I go, yeah, I'm risking my life in his, we could be homeless. <laughs> or <laughs> try and find out and see what does happen. And just knowing myself and the responsibility, like where, um, I know like the risk is too high. I can always uh, come back. You that's know, true. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna put out our, like my family into that position where like, okay, we'll be stuck out here, even though I didn't it have gets a- that bad. <laughs> so, so what was the goal when you went to New York? Was it to like make it in fashion? Was it to be like a stylist? Like what what was on your mind? Um, my goal was to work in the creative industry and learn more about it. Everything that I do not know about from what I've learned here, you know, in school and the creative industry here definitely at that time was not very high either. There weren't a lot of people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Houston scene either, but if you're trying to network with people here, 
it's more of like you have to approach them, um, but you get like very short answers or because everyone's trying to climb up that ladder and they don't really want you to succeed from what I've mm. known. The mentality, yeah. you know, and I'm not trying to be judgmental or anything, but when you go to New York where people are like hustling and grinding and you know how like their mentality there is a lot different. Yeah, and the mentality people, is very open, you know. It's very open. Very fast. People like put you in contact. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know a guy. You know, like you hear that exactly. so often. Very yeah. blunt. And, you know, people will say it's rude, but I don't think it's rude either. But it's just one of those things where it's like, they'll just keep it real with you. You know what I mean? And when you get there, you're networking and everything. People just open their minds. They open, you know, opportunities for you and everything. And it's like, wow, like it's completely different mentality from what I'm used to, you know? Uh, but I didn't know that when I moved there. I had no idea. So you moved to New York to join the creative industry. And ultimately, like, what did you end up accomplishing? Um, I definitely learned about the hustle and the grind there for sure. <laughs> you know, time is money over there for sure. And I know a lot of times people would say time is an illusion. It is an illusion. But at the same time, it's also money and opportunities being missed if you don't catch it on the right time, the right day. Um, so I definitely learned about that for sure and what it really takes to get off your butt and really go for what you want to go for and being able to network and communicate with people better in that kind of way to where you can really connect. Cause I think when you connect and paying it forward, that's where you open more doors and opportunities for yourself. And also for others too. Did you start your like blogging career when you were in New York? I sure did. So before I moved to New York, of course, um, I was going through a bad breakup too as well. And I'm just like, okay, I really need to get out of here and figure myself out who I am, what I want to become, what I want to do. Um, so when I moved out there, I had no idea what I wanted to do, to be honest. <laughs> um, one of my friends gave me a, a giveaway gift. He gave me a DSL camera, which I know nothing about photography. And he was like, hey, I just want to give you this gift because um, I know you're not going to know anybody out there and I don't want you to give up on your creative dreams. I want you to continue doing what you want to do and to mm. see that, you know? That's nice. Yeah, it was really a nice gift. Um, and then I met a, a fashion friend over there, which became one of my really best friends. Um, she was like digging through my luggage and digging through my stuff. She's like, oh, wow, yeah, one of these cameras? I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it's whatever. One of my friends gave me a, <laughs> as a gift. She goes, this is so <laughs> cool. I've always wanted one of these. And um, I'm over here, like, cleaning up. I forgot what I was doing. I was probably folding clothes or something like that. I'm putting them, putting them away. And she started taking pictures of me. And, of course, you know, with me going through my breakup, and so I was like, dude, like, stop taking pictures of me. I look horrible. Like, no, this is this is no good, you know? And she's like, no, you look yeah. great. taking pictures. And afterwards, she's like, Jeannie, you seriously have to look at these? They're freaking amazing. And then when I saw them, I was, like, amazed. I was like, oh, wow, like. Because usually I'm not the type of person who likes to be in front of the camera. I don't want to take mm-hmm. pictures or anything like that. And it totally changed my perspective. And definitely a, uh, I'll say like a self-esteem boost at the same mm-hmm. time. Wow, like this is amazing and so much fun too at the same time. And then that's how the blog started happening. Like we started taking pictures for each other. Um, and then like learning how to edit. I got Photoshop, Lightroom, Visco. And I just started playing with, you know, the contrast and exposure and all those things i'm like i didn't know anything about photo editing and i tried watching so many youtube videos but i'm like i don't like that type of edit <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i started doing i started editing how everybody was editing but it didn't feel like it doesn't resonate with me it didn't feel like it was who i was but it was a good stepping stone kind of like when you're in an entry level at a corporate job or something like that or you're an intern you have to, you have to learn someone's way before you find your own way 
you know yeah wow that's so cool so you like <laughs> you just you just figured it out from dumb luck kind of like your friend yeah, just took a photo um, and then because i've heard people say i did not like uh oh there's a quote i heard like in a video this guy said i did not like photos of me until like a certain person took it and then like right. their image came out the way that i guess that that person saw and then i had never thought about it. like the certain way a certain person can take an image of you can it can make you it can make you feel like they captured your essence right and it, it seems like your friend captured you in a different angle to where you were able to truly appreciate uh, your own beauty and, right. and and then like start to like really take yourself seriously that, right. that's pretty amazing yeah oh <laughs> no I, I just like so you you started the blog did you when you started it were you like oh i'm gonna be like you know, I'm going to do this with the blogging or was it like, I'm just going to throw some stuff online, see what happens. Or exactly. were you, you didn't even think that far. <laughs> what, what, what was it? Um, I really didn't think that far to be honest. Like I didn't know where this blog was going to go. I didn't know what to write about. And I started following like my favorite bloggers and stuff. And it, it looks like they just followed, they just write about like how their day went and what they wore and why. And I just went <laughs> with that, you know, Before, <laughs> you know, one day at a time after that, I'm just kind of like, okay, this doesn't really go with me. And then you just started slowly, I guess the word would be progress. And you start mm-hmm. finding your area and who you are and what you want, really you want to write about that you feel in your heart. And that's how I just got to where I'm at now with, you know, Babe Against Bullshit, which is basically going through obstacles and no matter what hits your way, you just keep going. You know, it's all, I'm, I'm very passionate about like um, growing and progressing in life because I think that's that's definitely the main like meat, which is just not staying stagnant for sure. You know, you just got to be person of who you can be and who you can become like there's so many opportunities out there like this the sky's the limit this episode is brought to you by our good friends over at sock season i have a pair of their unisex essential star quality socks and man they are comfortable they truly are they they, they come in like weird funky cool colors and i'm not just saying this because they paid me I'm saying it because I'm a big sock guy and I hate socks that fall apart after a few washes or they're cheap or they're they're tight around the toe or they hurt around the ankle. I've experienced a lot of different socks and a lot of these companies are cutting corners. I've gotten socks from H&M, different department stores, and quite frankly, I feel like I've gotten beaten a lot of times because I no longer wear the socks and after a few washes, they either rip or they shrink or I lose a pair, or I lose one of the sides. That the, Those two are on me. But sometimes they're warped and they just lose their shape. But the cool thing about Sock Season is Sock Season has a unique 30-day wash guarantee, which covers socks bought within the first 30 days. Like, if you buy them and they fall apart within the first 30 days, they will replace them. No questions asked. Which is crazy, but that's how much they believe in their socks. So... Go to www.sockseason.com. S O C K S E A S O N.com. Use coupon code OFFSTAGE for 25% off your first order and tell them Jordan sent you because every day is sock season. You basically learned how to like brand yourself online when you started doing this, right? Like, like your branding is is really top notch. That's what I always notice about your stuff. It's always like your branding super elite, and I'm just like, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So, so, tell me about your new venture, uh, Make Labs. 
Yeah. Um, so I have, um, I'm doing a, a marketing agency with uh, one of my really good friends, Annie. So we're doing a creative, um, more like an advertising company to where we advertise to companies, uh, small businesses, anyone that's starting a business and they want, they need help with like their branding, their photos, production. Um, because a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't really focus on those things. I think they mainly focus on like how to grow to make money for their business and they're going to need help with their image and their branding. Mm-hmm. And I feel very confident in it because I was able to brand myself and I've learned a lot of things that worked and what didn't work. Um, and I think that's how it came together, uh, especially with uh, my business partner and I, we both have experience in like, photography and editing and learning certain angles and what works and that doesn't work. Uh, we definitely grew to have like an eye for it. Mm-hmm. And I definitely want to be able to help other businesses with it too as well, especially like um, startup companies too, because it's it's definitely hard, you know, having to learn everything from scratch, especially if you don't have like a mentor or, or you grew from a certain, uh, from a certain background where you don't have the information or you know, because we don't even learn these things in school, to be honest. <laughs> I sure didn't. Yeah, you just like <laughs> learn from trial and error, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So you're a brand master. Now the question for like somebody who's listening and wants to brand themselves, like what's a way you would recommend that they can brand themselves online? Like what are some actionable steps that they can take? Um, definitely one for sure is to separate professional and personal apart. That's one. And then two, really digging into your customers and really getting to know who your customers are to be able to know what your branding is about. Because if you don't have a mission or a vision or like what you are about, um, people get lost in that. And I think branding for sure has not, it has less to do with you. It has more to do with your customers. Because once you start attracting the right customers to your brand, you know, that's where all the magic happens. If you're <clears throat> all about yourself, like, oh, I'm the CEO and founder of this. Okay, great. What can you do for me? What value do you have? What experiences do you have? You know, and I think that's that's really important because especially for people who are starting up, um, definitely it's mostly about the client and the customer to what we can what we can make their business better. Oh, okay, I love that. That's a, that's a quick, quick actionable steps that you can take. Like worry about um, well, not worry, but focus on the customer or the person that's going to be on the receiving end of your message. Right. Uh, so you're an Instagram influencer, and I hear that like you know Instagram is warping people's brains in like a negative way, right? Yeah. So I want to talk about that. Like, what is a way that you feel like? I mean, because you're an influencer, you are you influencing people with your um with the posts you do, you know the the photo shoots that you do, like everything is very elaborate, and it's like oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. So what is a way that you feel you can influence with ethics? Cause I always hear about the dark side of yeah. <laughs> Instagram. Like they make it like, it's like the dark web or something. Like it's not that dark, but you right. know, like, what's a way that you can influence ethically? I mean, yeah, I definitely do agree with you. It's not that dark. It's a lot of positive out there and thing. I mean, I think the only dark part about social media is getting addicted to it and then losing yourself in it and comparing mm. yourself and focusing so much on following. I think that's the part that's going to drain your energy and everything like that, you know, and, create a negative impact towards you and especially if you don't have like that self-love for yourself and you bring it on insecurity you see like another person's picture you're like oh i want to be like her and i don't look as pretty as her or you know uh-huh. that for sure is what makes it like dark but other than that the positive side of it is i think alone for an ind- individual to have a voice i think what that's what makes it a beautiful thing because there's a lot of people who 
want to voice things and they're afraid of, you know, being judged for what they say or what they believe in. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that are like us that believes the same thing, but they don't want to say it. So when they hear another person saying, you know, like a certain caption or how their day went or how they handle certain things, it actually, one, connects with them, uh, two, helps them grow into a better person if they agree with you or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also grow your audience too if they're if they share your photo or your caption with another friend or family member you know and I think that's that's the beauty of it for sure is sharing your story in a positive way um and just keeping it real it's actually being yourself not trying to impress anybody okay all right well I can respect that you know you're right you can definitely be a champion of other people if they connect with your messaging right. um so I want to take it back a little bit, like, and take it back to like, so you're in New York, you're doing your blog and when, what was like your first business that you started? Cause you told me that you had like a, a serial, like a <laughs> list of ventures that failed. I want to go to like, the, the failure part of, you know, uh, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> uh, so the blogging one was definitely one that I never gave up on. Cause I just had so much fun doing it, even though it was just a hobby at first before I got paid. Um, and then there's a lot of trial and error in that alone. I guess I was beginning with that before I say the next business. But um, with that one, you know, learning how to take photos yourself with a tripod and like a t- timer versus knowing people to actually take photos for you and then just learning how to take photos and edit yourself along the way. Um, but I guess it was just it just made it fun because you saw that progress growing. So the next thing I started was um, I just started a creative agency that I actually stopped doing because um, during that time, like I didn't know anyone and it's a lot of work for one person to do. Like you definitely need a lot more creatives on your team to be able to grow the business. Um, and then another one I did was a, uh, a fashion brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Big Girl. So it's basically like my middle name, kind of like bitch, <laughs> like the B word. Um, but that one definitely was a lot. You have to learn a lot about like drop shipping, packaging, what customers want, what they don't want. Um, SEO, branding, advertising, like there's just so many things, so many hats that you have to wear. And that was another thing was also knowing someone too as well, because you definitely need partners and teams like on your side to be able to do all these things. Um, so that was definitely another failure. So what drives you and like, what are you learning in each one of these failures? Um, definitely. One is I definitely learn about myself and what I mean by that is like, you what all all I thought about at that time was making money making money but then I didn't really dig deeper or or I just actually didn't know to dig deeper at that point to really understand like how I'm going to get to a higher position than where I'm at right now like all I was thinking about was like oh I want to be a boss girl and I want to be successful (laughs) I want to be inspired. Yeah. I was always thinking about you're like looking at the end goal, you know? like the articles and entrepreneur, the cover magazines. Like you're just looking at that and being like, that's right. an entrepreneur. Not yeah, that, that's how it's sold. That is really how it's sold these days, though. Right. Yeah. And I think money, money, hard. money, close big exactly. deals. Yeah. Close the deal and everything, right? And then, you yeah. know, after you meet with people who are in the business industry and stuff like that, and then you hear about how they did it, and it was all about the money to us well. And eight years, 10 years down the line, they're like, I am miserable. I'm like, how mm. are you miserable? Like, you're successful. You make this much money. And then they're like, I don't love what I do. 
I came in here doing it for the money, but now it's like it's drying out. They're losing motivation, and it's not something that they even like to do. You know, it was all mm. about the money, and then they start losing themselves. And some of these people, when you talk to them, like they're also like, uh, it's just not happy, you know. And that's when it clicked to me. I'm like, I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to be working for myself when I, you know, for 10, eight years later and not have a team. Yeah. And I don't want to wake up draining like, oh, I got to go into work, even though it's my own work, my own business. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't want that. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this. It's not going to work out for me. I don't like it right now. Even parts of it is growing slowly, but it was just something about it that it just didn't align with who I was to at the same time or what I wanted to achieve. Um, and definitely that's something that I learned along the way. So I think that's what motivated me to keep going. So each um, business venture went on. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me just try it. I don't know anything about it. Maybe I like it. Maybe I won't like it. If I do like what I see about it, maybe I can learn more about it and see if that works. And if it doesn't, then I'll know like, hey, I want to do, you know, food and it didn't work out. Let me go fashion and then let me go creative and then workshops. And that's how it, it happened to where I am today. Wow. So it was, okay. So it seems like you were working, your first business was your blog, which you still do. And mm -hmm. then the second one was the, was it the clothing line? Yeah, it was the, um, it was a, it was clothing, a clothing line. And then, and there then was the third one. And, yeah, then the creative. and then the fourth one was like the empower and elevate, right? Right. It was empower and elevate. That okay. One, so that was, that was like, tell me the story behind that one. Um, so that one, um, actually moved back to Houston from New York because it didn't uh -huh. work out the way I wanted to work out. So I was like, okay. So I moved back here and then I was thinking, um, like I didn't know anyone either at the same time in the creative industry. So I'm like, okay, what can I do to, um, meet other people and learn what they're doing? Because a lot of these other seminars that I'm seeing like online about like, you know, other bloggers like, uh, create and cultivate and stuff like that. They're like, $800 to go into like $1,000 or, you know, wow. And plus you have to buy a plane ticket and hotel. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like a what, two day, two day seminar or just like a one day, four hour, like lunch. Right. You know? And I'm all like, I don't know if I'm going to spend all this money and I come out here and then like, I'm not going to learn what I need to learn or like, mm -hmm. what can I do to expand? Um, I guess like my list of like, just expand my knowledge and what I can learn. So I invited four people out, um, bloggers, uh, entrepreneurs, and everyone here in Houston, like, hey, I would love to interview you and have like a workshop and just talk about like how you get to where you are at and stuff like that and just share ideas and share stories and skills and experiences and stuff like that. And that's how it happened. And um, the first one I did in Houston actually came out successful. I thought nobody was going to come out. I'm like, <laughs> it was nerve-wracking you know I thought maybe like 10 people would come out I'm like okay at least it's the beginning but actually a little bit over 100 people came out what yeah <laughs> that's great to hear okay so all right I think this one was a success because this it seems like from your story this is like the first story excuse me first business that you've started where you actually thought about um the other people Right. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to make money, you know, like, with the dollar signs in your eye. Right. Like, oh, I'm helping people and I'm going to be helping who specifically I'm going to be helping bloggers uh, right. learn the information that it took me so many years to learn. Or, right. You know, you're, you're trying to like help them shorten the time gap. Right. You know? That's pretty crazy. So you got 100 people at your first seminar, right? 
Right. That's, mm-hmm. great. that's, that's a yeah. great story. And it was, so, it was definitely very successful. And that's what motivated me to go to the next one, which my second one was in New York. Um, and we got like almost 200 people attended that one. Um, you know, and that was, it was definitely a blessing to us. Well, I'm like, wow. Like, did I you know anything about like event planning before you even started this? I actually did not. I knew nothing about, you know, like from renting chairs to, you know, tables and getting like food sponsors. And, uh-huh. It's uh, a question. question. Like, <laughs> like between the, 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 like the time that you first get the idea, like I'm going to, I want to do empower and elevate. Like how long was it before you had the idea to you through your first event in Houston? Like what was the time? Um, I think it was 30 days. 30? Oh, my God. 30 days. That's how motivated I was. You are a mad woman. (laughs) You are insane. We do this, we do that, planning everything out and reaching out to people who want to be a part of it, who doesn't want to be a part of it, you know? And I definitely wanted a variety of different uh, influencers, too, as well, at the the very beginning, because I don't want to bore people to death with, like, this one type of you know fashion blogger how about like a fitness one and what a male and a female because it's a lot of it's a lot of um workshops out there where they only focus on gender based like it's females only or male only i'm like let's be everybody like it shouldn't matter what gender or race or age you are as long as we can connect and we help each other out and cheer on each other like i think that that's all that really matters you know yeah i might be able to learn something about how to brand myself properly from a woman <laughs> blogger versus like just listening to a bunch of dudes talking you know if it's they're just mm-hmm. in the fitness space so i definitely i agree with that 100 yeah. percent. so what are some of the people that inspire you because your story is pretty inspirational you know you just go oh. for it um the first one for sure was um sophia and i think i forgot her last name anarisa amoroso yeah amoroso um, nasty girl. Nasty girl. Yeah, she definitely inspired me when she first came out. I think that's why I started the fashion brand too, as well. Um, but I bought like all her books. I met her in person too, as well, and got like her autograph and everything. But um, she was definitely inspiring to me because like she was homeless. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't have a kid, but she was completely homeless. Nobody didn't really have any friends because of her personality and everything like that. And I'm all like, she's definitely a go getter. Like I definitely need to learn from someone like that. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I would say she was one. And after a while, like I started learning about um, Jim Ron, which is one of my favorite motivational speakers, um, Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, you know, um, and to start write, reading their books, listening to the audio every single morning um, for an hour and just meditating on it and definitely getting into the zone. I think that really gets you to stick with your plan and what you really want to do, or it, it grows you into another path on wanting to keep going. And, and I think it's true when people say like, you are who the top five people you surround yourself with because you're surrounded by people who aren't motivating and going after their things or their dreams as much as you want to be, then they're going to kind of influence you in a way, unless you're not that, you don't get caught in all that stuff. But I know, I know I do. Um, but I'll say, I'll start like, you know, doubting myself. Like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I can't do it. You know, maybe, maybe they're right. Cause I do have a kid and, you know, all those things. And when you listen to these audios and read the books and hear their stories and all the crap they had to go through too, you're kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, if they did all that stuff, like I definitely can do this, you know? They sat out, sleep outside and stuff like that. Like, why am I here complaining? Like, I, I mean, you know, once not not any stories like worse than the other or anything like that, but 
definitely all the bumps and stuff like that, it kept them going to be where they're at, you know, and that definitely motivated me. So what's the ultimate goal for Jeannie? Um, my goal is definitely being, it's definitely freedom, uh, freedom for growth, freedom for, um, like finances, um, mm-hmm. And just internally for myself, you know, with inner healing, um, being emotionally stable, like all these things like have to align for myself to feel successful. I mean, I know success means like different for everybody. Maybe it's like being a billionaire, but, and that used to be my mentality until afterwards. I'm like, okay, I don't care for being a billionaire. How would I start as being, you know, six figures, a hundred thousand. And then from there I'll work up maybe 200,000 next year and then just keep wheeling it that way. Because what I've learned is if I give myself a really big goal, like how it's like it's really hard to break down one million in one year. Because you guys think about like all the clients that you need to grab like per day, per week, per month, you know. And especially when you're starting off and you don't know anybody yet, you're kind of like, eh, I'm kind of giving myself an unrealistic goal. I'm going to stress myself out. One, two, I'm going to feel unmotivated. I'm going to give up, you know. And afterwards, I'm like, okay, let me get start with like small milestones. Um, whew, sorry, my earphone's falling out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, start with, you know, s- small milestones to get to where that way I can a- accomplish a goal and I feel really good about myself. I and mean, you know what? Now I'm ready. I'm ready to jump into the next big goal. I like it. You're setting yourself up for like confidence builders so that it gives you the, uh, yeah. Um, the was it like the momentum excuse me that's the word I was looking for gives you the momentum to uh, conquer the bigger ones right yeah a lot of people go for big goals and then when it flops they're like oh it's just not for me or yeah. you know it's like nah dude you, you just goal set wrong which right. is very very uh, that's a skill that's it a skill the more yeah. I read the more I know I'm like oh wow this is, this mm-hmm. is a skill goal setting <laughs> like you know I, I didn't know that though <laughs> I but, totally no. agree I totally agree um, what's like, all right, so I'm getting ready to wrap up, but like, what's one piece of advice you wanted to leave the people with? Um, maybe it's kind of a cliche one, but definitely don't give up on the things that you really, really want to do and accomplish and, you know, block off any like naysayers, haters, like those are the things like for me, especially like that definitely stopped me from what I wanted to do. And then after a while, I'm like, okay, this is where babe against bullshit came from. It's like, you know what? That's a bunch of bullshit. That's a lie. It doesn't mean that it's true. And it doesn't mean that it has to be my truth and my story and just keep going with what you do believe in um, and what has worked for you and how far you've come to keep believing in yourself and continue having that confidence to keep thriving for sure. I love it. And um, how can the people get in touch with you? Um, definitely my email. Um, I'm actually working on that right now. <laughs> um, but my email for sure. That's on my Instagram. My Instagram is jeans Um, uh, my nickname is jeans. So that's where the jeans came from. Then B-L-Y-L-Y or just text or call me. My phone's always open. I'm always, um, available. You're telling people to text you? No, but I love doing this. I love helping other people because I feel like you get that you know, like you think about others, you're helping others, you're you're giving value to them. Like I know that will return back in like tenfold, you know, and I definitely do believe in that. So 
yeah, I mean, where I think this is life, we're not going to come out alive, right? So mm-hmm. either way, we definitely want to see our friends and everyone's succeed and seeing each other at the top. I love it. Well, this has been a truly inspiring episode. Uh, just go for your dreams and don't listen to the haters. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> this has been another episode of Offstage <laughs> with uh, Jordan Baylor. Thank you so much for your time, Jeannie. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jordan. I really appreciate it. It's awesome. Thank you for listening to Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Now go forth and create.